This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Here to break down the 49ers versus the Colonels. I believe it is the Eastern Kentucky Colonels. I believe I have that right. From CBS Sports and the Cover 3 podcast, which talks football. But now we're going to make him talk basketball. And I just found out we're going to make him talk talk golf, too, because golf is being played. It's Wednesday. I wasn't even expecting golf. It's Chip Patterson. Follow him on Twitter at Chip underscore Patterson. What's up, man? I mean, really, shout out to Hercules Tires. I think Hercules Tires is sponsoring the CBI. Okay. I think Hercules <laughs> Tires was no. also the title sponsor for No Joke four to five mid-major conference tournaments like of the 32 you know conference tournaments that take place during championship sure. week we're of course used to our new york life right. you know we're, we're used to you know t-mobile is going to be getting in there somewhere hercules tires they they took the approach of we're going to buy up all the small mid-majors and we're going to get in on the cbi which is you know just i think a, a really good way to flood the market and i mean here I am talking about Hercules tires on an unprecedented <laughs> wide platform here in the state of North Carolina. Uh, shout out to the 49ers. Conference USA having a pretty good uh, postseason. You got FAU in the Sweet 16. Stop, stop. Uh, you had deep look, North Texas and UAB stop. made runs in the NIT and Charlotte also stop. making a deep run in the CBI. The Cayusa is doing all right here in, uh, in the postseason. I will say, I wouldn't want to do the budgeting for those smaller tournaments, but to me, they fit in the same uh, place as like bowl games of like, who, who, who are you hurting? And nobody has to watch these things. And I remember when ECU made their run and it ended up being like a crazy final game of the championship. And like probably more people watched ECU basketball on TV than ever for that game. And it's like, who who is it hurting to have these? If if the money works, like no, nah, have have more uh, basketball tournaments. Did y'all talk about that the CBI is paid programming too? No, they're they're paid. You have to pay to get in. It's not an invitation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's still an invitation. You just... uh, no, 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 no. How bad do you want it? Do you 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 come for uh, look my dis- my dis- application fee. The NIT is still an invitation. NIT is going to be able to like you no know, extend the invite, carry some of the expenses. It's- CBI is like, look, I mean, we. We will bring the refs. Okay, <laughs> if you can get yourselves here, and if you well, now, can- hold on, hold on, does CBI <laughs> does CBI stand for Invitational? Is it College Basketball Invitational? Uh, college basketball Invitational. You, yes. you, you got to take that out your name then. This is, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get that guy. We'll talk about him later. The guy who's suing Buffalo Wild Wings because he says the boneless wings aren't wings. Like it's not an Invitational if it's pay to play. Now and again, I I said disclaimer. I'm all about these tournaments. If the money works, I didn't necessarily need to know how the money was working. I didn't need to know that these teams were well, planning to get in. So the reason that I got into this was I was really worried that Pistol Pete's record was going to get taken down <laughs> by yes, uh, yes. them paying. Like, even though they had a losing record, they weren't going to go to the NIT. I thought that they were going to pay to get into a tournament to go get one more game. So that Pistol Pete's scoring record uh, would get taken down. And just uh, just great news for Broughton graduates everywhere. Broughton, that, Broughton uh, fans, yes. Pistol Pete Maravich, who, by the way, set the scoring record in 83 games. I mean, with no three-point line. 44 with no three-point line. The, like, score, the scoring record should be, at, like, minimum number of games and then average points per game. Because my man Pete was out here putting up. 44 a game. <laughs> just ridiculous numbers. Um, he's some, he might be one of the most all-time, like, athletes that we don't have enough YouTube footage of. Like, there's Correct. some, but, like, I mean, 
I would watch a full game of him just scoring like 50. I mean, if you're averaging 44 points in a college game, that means you're regularly scoring over 44 points, right? I would just love to, I would watch a game to see him put up 50 just in the normal course of the game. Anyway, Chip Patterson here joining us. All right, now I need some help. You uh, do, uh, obviously, podcasting. You do hits on CBS HQ. You host on CBS HQ. You've done sports radio hosting. What? Uh, how bad have I erred in doing, like, the rundown and getting this far? And I'm, I'm, I'm also, bear in mind, I'm filling in for Adam Gold. So I'm trying to do right by the show, right? I hit on the World Baseball Classic, as he would have. Did not even mention that the World Golf Championship Dell match play is going on right now until somebody tweeted at me to let me know that Chapel Hill's Ben Griffin is two up on Terrell Hatton uh, in their sort of round-robin play. Is this a bad faux pas on my part, or can I be excused for that? Yeah, you can be excused because Ben Ben Griffin might be two up on Terrell Hatton, the coward, but I am out on the Dell match play as like okay. being a, a great you know point within the okay, good, uh, good. golf counter. I actually, again, like I could be wrong about this, but I believe that as we start to move forward into the you know future of the PGA Tour, the elevated events, and the way that the schedule is breaking out. WGCs are starting to get faded out, and I think that match play might be on the chopping block. I am not sure how much longer we're going to have this, and I've always found it a little bit gimmicky that you're going to try to give us the bracket in the middle of March Madness. <laughs> I I honestly would rather have another Valspar than uh, than go into this uh, this little match play bracket. Like they're trying to do March Madness, yes. and, and it don't work for me. It, it would only be cool to me if you start with 16 and you're you're and you've got you know. 16 of the best 20 players in the world to get to start at that point. It always, by the time you get down to like the final eight, there's like one good dude and like three no names. I mean, it was cool when like Tiger was backing up the fact that he was the best in the world by also marching through the brackets one or two times. I mean, that made it cool. But like, yeah, for the most part, I feel like it's lost its luster. So shout out to Ben Griffin and shout out to whoever tweeted at me to let me know. But it's just further uh, letting people know that college basketball is is done here in North Carolina when people are trying to make sure I mention the Ben Griffin World Golf Championship updates. Uh, all right, I'm going to hit you with some um, – I'm going stri- to try and ask you questions that I believe have only been asked to you already on some other radio appearance or regular thing. I'm going to try and go as most, uh, you know, sports radio talky, Sweet 16 – as I and can. I will try to answer them as if it was only a conversation that you and I would have in no platform whatsoever with no audience. Okay. Um, Chip, we saw a lot of upsets, but still some favorites on the board. Give me a uh, a team higher than a four seed that you think might have a good chance of getting keeping the uh, Cinderella story going and taking this thing all the way to the Final Four. What's Cinderella about Princeton? What is an underdog about Princeton? Get all the way out of here with any Ivy League school as some lovable underdog. Come on. Uh, that's not it. That's not it. They might have a 15 beside their name, but that's just because they aren't as good at basketball as the other teams in the tournament. In terms of, like, life and everywhere outside of the 40 minutes on the court, like, that, Princeton is not an underdog, and FAU is not an underdog either. They won 33 games this season. They were 33-3. and three. They've got a nine-player te- nine rotation. Like, honestly, the you can convince me that Arkansas is more of an underdog and more of like a, a Cinderella-type story than me jumping on board with a 33-win FAU or the Ivy League Princeton team. So, come on. Nah, this there are no – like, this is – out of the Sweet 16, 
uh, more than half of them have met the seed line expectation, a.k.a. four seed or higher. You've made it all the way into the Sweet 16. Uh, you do have the 15, but your overall seed average is, is pretty much on par. This is not a super upset-filled Cinderella uh, Sweet 16. This is one that, for the most part, uh, comes out about right. You've got a two and a three in one region. You've got a two and a three in one region. You've still got two of your one seeds. I, I, I think that this is has a lot of good storylines, but we don't have real like Cinderella stories going on right now. All right, I'm playing Joe Sportscaster here, talking to Chip Patterson of CBS Sports. Chip, two one seeds out, two left in. What's the over-under on number of one seeds we see in the Final Four? Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Taruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone can do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's a long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan if you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Or let me see, uh, over under one and a half, one seed's in the final four. How about that? How about that? Huh? Is that better? Smart smart answers both make it. I We have to redo our bracket for uh, CBS Sports, and I have Texas over Houston in the Elite Eight of the Midwest Regional, and I admit in my write-up for it that that is the truest coin flip that I've got as I see this playing out. It, what was already a cushy, easy slip and slide for Alabama to go from that top left corner all the way down into the final four has only gotten easier as the number two, the number three and the number four seeds in that region did not even make it to the second weekend. Like I am sitting here wringing my hands. I'm like, all right, well, you know, San Diego State, you know, it held Furman to its lowest point total of the season. It <laughs> held Charleston to its lowest point total of the season. It held Utah State to its lowest point total of the season. You know, not acknowledging that we're talking about the SOCON, the CAA, and the Mountain West. You know, like they're going to be able to really be a threat to Alabama. So Alabama's in. Like you're one and a half. You're going to have the Crimson Tide in the Final Four at Houston. Houston making it there I think is difficult. The reason I side with the Longhorns is because they're a little bit deeper and any injury issues, any foul issues are going to be so much more impactful for the Cougars than they are for the Longhorns. But I admit that that's we could easily see both of these teams end up making it to the final four. All right. And final question for Chip Patterson. Uh, this is the second time in like three years that we haven't had Kansas, Kentucky, UNC or Duke in the uh, second weekend of the tournament. Uh, and uh, I forget the history, but like that it only happened one or two times over a 80 year stretch. And now it's happened two years out of a three year stretch. Is that, um, is that enough to establish a trend or is it, you know is that does that say something about though the transfer portal has changed college basketball and anybody can you know it's not just the blue bloods now or is it just more of a uh, you know a quirk since it's only a small sample size? It, it is impossible not to acknowledge the coaching changes at Duke and North Carolina. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's like <laughs> yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah. And, and to, it's forty five tournaments in a row. You had in, like since the field expanded for forty-five tournaments in a row. Uh, you had the, you know those four. There was only two times, and you're right. And then two times in the last three tournaments, uh, we have not had you know that super blue blood of Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Duke. And, and again, my explanation here: 
North Carolina and Duke just lost Hall of Fame coaches, and they are in the process of trying to replace them. Two things that Mike Krzyzewski and Roy Williams did very well was make it to the Sweet 16. And on the note of coaching change, I do not think that John Calipari is on a hot seat specifically. There's 39 million reasons that I don't think that he is on a hot seat specifically. But I, I would argue that, you know, if you're talking about coaching changes, we have looked at the John Calipari tenure and might wonder if that's coming to a close as well. And Kansas, the man had a heart procedure and wasn't even coaching in the first and second round. I like it, to me, the answer of the trend is coaching. Two coaching changes, one coaching tenure that has gotten a little bit rocky, and another coach who did not even get an opportunity to be on the sideline because he had stints put in his heart prior to the postseason. All right, that's fair. Right, you may make a good point. Chip Addison, CBS Sports. Um, when did the game start? Six. I, I feel like games should be going on all day Thursday. There's no reason we can't start at like four o'clock and stretch it out a little bit more. Talk to your bosses about that. All right. No, oh, and look, we should be good on like not mentioning because you give it a break. So then you start Thursday with like, all right, tournaments back, Sweet Sixteen in action. Here we go. These are going to be your games tonight because you've only got four games Thursday, four games Friday, two Saturday, two Sunday. You have no need to to overload it unless you're unless you are following a team that has its Wednesday media availability and then you're teeing up the like you know we'll we'll be hearing from John Shire and so and so like coming up a little bit later so I I don't think that you should feel bad about it the uh, the World Baseball Classic was cool and Darren Vaught's the man so you know no no shame in putting that in in the first hour there we go appreciate it Chip this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.